This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello everybody, it's been a while but we're back. Welcome along to this edition of the Sky Blues Extra podcast with myself, a bunged up Dean Atkinson and with my good friend David Moore. David, great to be with you this afternoon. How are things? Yeah, very well. Thanks, Dean. Um, it has been a, a long, long time, hasn't it? But um, 28 days since the, the Sky Blues faced QPR to, to face Reading, yeah. 28 days. Um, it feels... It feels that as well, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, it It was quite nice watching World Cup football coming, well, not coming home because most of the time you're working from home, but... Uh, who move... is coming home. <laughs> it ain't <Yeah>. football. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, shame. Um, I thought that, you know, England had, had looked good. Um, I know there's some ridiculous rogue stats going around the fact that we've never played anyone decent in quarterfinals of what we've got through or something, but you know, that's you the play, that's the hand you dealt. You've, you've got in front of you, right? You can't yeah, you exactly. choose your opponents and you, you would never choose to play the best opponents even if you could. So I don't I don't get that one, if I'm honest. No. But I'm I'm one very glad for domestic football. You know, I can probably you'll probably be hearing if you could the booze, but I'm much very much sort of club over country, to be honest. 100%. Um, but, I mean, 17 days of pure footballing bliss with four games a day. Absolutely no work done during that period of time. <laughs> um, that that was probably the best part of it. And, and seeing some teams that you'd you'd never you'd never choose to to watch Saudi Arabia, would you? In yeah, and it was and it was it was it was good. You know, it was good good decent football. Um, and, you know, free to air, I guess, is the most important thing because so many games that you want to watch these days are on Amazon Prime or yeah. Roku or some obscure wow. That's PPV. Rogu. 
<laughs> my Roku. Very yeah. Rogue. But you know what I mean? They're just on yeah. so many channels nowadays that you have to have like four subscriptions to watch some of the, the games like the Champions League. So it was nice that there was you could just come in and guarantee that there'd be some free to air. All right, you had to suffer people like Martin Keown um for, for like, you know, ninety minutes at a time. But you know. Sam Matterface. Well yeah, exactly. I mean how Clive Tilsley is not the lead comms on ITV, that is just a travesty. Unbelievable. I'll tell you what, it was also a travesty. The officiating, you know, those quarterfinals were shocking. Absolutely shocking. I mean, it wouldn't look out of place at championship level, no, I'm honest. It made Keith Stroud look competent, didn't it? I was going to say, well, we've we've become accustomed to that sort of officiating, haven't we? So when everyone else was rolling their eyes and, you know, screaming at the TV, we were just like, just another day at the office yeah, for us. Have a season down with us, lads. Come on. We'll show you what it's really like down here. It's absolutely awful. Um, but we digress. This yeah, is this is City. a Coventry City podcast, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like all Coventry City podcasts, or every episode of this Coventry City podcast, it's not just the football we talk about. There's obviously lots of off-field antics, shall we say, that's happened. We'll talk about those later in the podcast. But first of all, we'll we'll talk about Reading. Um, obviously, the first game back in action after that 28-day break at the Select Car Leasing Stadium. It felt, Dave... It wasn't a bad performance, but a bad result. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just so frustrating to go away from from what is it? The select least select car leasing stadium. <laughs> yeah, or it the just felt for you for old school football fans. Yeah, Majeski. Um, it just felt yeah proper desperate to be leaving there with nothing. Um, we we were literally in control of the majority of the game. We had the lion's share of possession. We carved out all of the most, you know, decent chances. I, I fought for a home team. They're one of the worst home teams oh, I've awful. seen this season. Um, and that automatically just makes me sound like sour grapes, but they were literally, um, the amount of times they put it out of play, lumped it. Um, I think Carol makes them look even more average because, yeah. because they, they, a lot of teams with Carroll in, we saw it with West Brom last season, they revert to type and go, right, ping it to, to Carroll. Or into a channel and try and get a cross into him. Yeah, and he's just not, he's not actually, I don't know, I, I, he's not very good, <laughs> is he? He's just it's not, what you're looking for. he's just not what he was, once was in a in a Liverpool shirt, you know. Yeah. Um, same ponytail, but just not, not got the sort of speed and, and, and fitness to, to get into the positions that he used to. Um, it's funny you say that because, I mean, we all look back at Twitter after games and most Reading fans were saying like, oh, if only we could play like Coventry or I long for the day we play like Coventry, I would turn in a result like today to play like Coventry. We hear this yeah. all the time. Imagine turning up to that stadium each week with the the worst atmosphere I've ever heard at a football ground, by the way. Yeah. Okay, it didn't help that it was about minus 20. Yeah. But imagine going to watch that every week. Oh, oh, I couldn't. Just... I would rather be where we are playing the football that Mark Robbins has got. I've, I've said this so many times, you know. We play really nice football to watch. It's exciting. Don't get me wrong. You know, we do. We've, we conceded some goals. Um, but we play some really nice football. But... Yeah, same. I was getting the bus back to the train station. Another, you know, reason that you really just don't want to visit the, the <laughs> yeah, It's just it's ridiculous. Awful, it's yeah. no, you know, it's the worst. It, I thought the re, well, the CBS is bad, right? But at least they got the train station that works like with one train an hour. Um, yeah. 
I went to the KFC on the um, business part just before the game, and I've never seen queues like it. Like it was just like there's just nothing around there is is any good. It's just. <laughs> You know, you know. So what you're saying is it's either the queues are they're either for the football ground or KFC. It's just the two things to do on a Saturday afternoon. Or it takes years to get from the town centre to the ground. Yeah. Like we, no, we it's... saw like twenty, thirty people start coming up through the cog course at like ten past three and I was like, Yeah. God, was the bus late? He goes, Oh no, we've been in traffic for like forty five minutes trying to get Yeah. There. Yeah, it's really bad. No, it's I a re- it is a really bad ground. Um Yeah. The the less said about it, the, the better really. You talk about sort of the game where we had ultimate control. Do you think the sort of the the break that we've had is played into that? It sort of broke that momentum we had. It didn't. Know. It when didn't... we kicked off, I know. I know. Going back to the bus, uh, you know, the, a guy overheard. I overheard a comment him saying that it looked like two teams in the first half that hadn't played in a long time. Yeah, it didn't um, feel very natural. I thought it just, but, it but just I thought we'd look more up for it. Yeah, we, we definitely looked like we'd had a break in the sun compared to <laughs> yeah. Reading that had spent time in Reading. We definitely That's looked like we had a bit of a spring in our step. Had a lot of time in the queue for KFC, <laughs> <laughs> especially having cattle. A little bit away. Seriously, yeah. I, I thought, I don't know, I thought we started pretty promising, but yeah, no, it, I, I think it was as much the cold. I know it sounds thing, but just it's, I don't even care. Like I've, I've played in that weather and you're just not. You're not up for it, really. Yeah. Especially when balls Anything. are smashed into your body. Yeah. Oh, it's just not nice. I know they get paid a lot of money for balls to be smashed into them, etc. But they do. It doesn't but matter no. how much you're being paid. A ball coming at your face at 60 mile an hour when it's freezing cold hurts. It doesn't Absolutely. matter how much cash is in your bag. <laughs> so I think it was just all a bit tentative, wasn't it? And, um, no killer but... instinct, I would say. like Everything was good up to a point. And yeah, just... we didn't have a final ball, did we? No. And it was just... Huff and a lot of huff and not enough puff, really. Um, and and talking of one of those with maybe not enough puff, O'Hare got some criticism again for that for that lack of finishing ability. But to be fair to him, I thought he forced two really top quality saves from from their goalkeeper. Yeah, he did. I I thought to be fair, like his his end product was better than usual. So you can they you know you target. can <laughs> yeah you can say like you know yeah maybe some of the criticisms fair and he, look we've said so many times he does need to come in and start helping out with some goals. But then where does that put him as a player? Um, and does he does he re- remain a Coventry City player if he starts banging in fifteen a, a season or, or something like that from yeah. from that sort of ten role? Um, but yeah, I think he forced some good saves. I think it was, I thought it was actually great to see him shooting because he doesn't really shoot ever. And it's nice to s- sort of see him having a go. And the more he does that, obviously the more he's going to score. So I think he, he was pretty hard on himself in the post-match interview. He was he was very short. Like his answers were very short. You could tell he was probably annoyed with himself and annoyed with maybe the team's lack of finishing ability. But I think he was very hard on himself there to be honest I, I just thought on another day the keeper misses that first that first shot going into the bottom corner he dives yeah. over it or the ball bobbles over him you know it's it's just one of those you know getting efforts on target is a good step really in the yeah. direction for, for him who like you say doesn't tend to hit the target enough really yeah who knows what's going to happen this season but that won't define either really that's a one of those road games that really we should have got something from um we should definitely have got a point um if not all three 
Um, and just, it, I think it's one of them that would have to go down as a frustrating afternoon. I think that's, you know, I think that's, that came across in his interview for me that they couldn't quite believe really. What like happened? there was a few times he'd laugh, like almost laughed, you know, as, as a, a sort of, you know, just couldn't quite believe that they didn't go in or how many chances we had. And, and I, I think that comes from how bad Reading were. I, I thought they were really bad, to be honest. It could have been a lot better at that the, the, when we hit the we hit the post, obviously from the corner. Yeah, I think the game is different if that goal goes in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we would have then controlled it. I think that's the only problem is is that we do have a lot of chances. We don't always finish them, and other teams. I don't think. I think that's a, a mark of where we are. Um, I'm not saying that we're not challenging for playoffs. Like we've obviously put a tremendous run together um, before the the international break, and it was it was incredible. But I think a Burnley, or I think you know maybe even a Sheffield United now that have turned the corner, go away and grind that result out, yeah. and they just they just make something happen. Um, maybe we're lacking a bit of that sort of street wiseness to to get the job done. Yeah, but also at the same time. It is the first game back after quite a while yeah. off, yeah. Uh, and and you know perhaps perhaps if if we'd have played the same caliber of team three weeks down the line, we would have battered them three yeah. nil. You know, it's so it's it's one of them. I think you just chalk it off as a a one off, crazy, weird, indifferent result that we shouldn't really look back on it with with you know any just as as we look towards the. To sort of the end of the season, we're not going to look back at this and go, oh, you know, that's one. Okay, maybe we'll look back and go, that's one we should have won. But under the circumstances, it's, it's it maybe isn't one. Yeah, if that makes sense. I agree. Maybe I'm not making sense. Maybe I'm so bunged up, full of cold and flu tablets. I'm I'm not making any sense. But yeah, uh, hopefully it does. Uh, man of the match for you for Reading. For Reading. Oh, sorry. Oh no, for the Reading. Game. <laughs> it has been a long time since we've done this, isn't it? Um. <laughs> Sheaf, I think. I thought Sheaf was really good. Um, I, I thought he broke down play a lot. I thought he did a lot of dirty work. I think he he was at the centre of a lot of things that was was good. I think Hamer again played well. I, he just gives us something else, Hamer, doesn't he? Just sort of injects that pace. He was the only one that, for me at times, that looked like he was going to inject something that would just kick kickstart us and would he get us going. a lot going. of space, didn't he? And, and sort of drove into those those areas. yeah and I found like maybe it was the cold but it just didn't look like anyone wanted to run after him like he was oh, just yeah. almost got a chance to just do what he wanted um and at times it, that quick play I think everyone else just wasn't quite on on, on the ball um but I think she for an all-round performance was was good um and I think a good shout for Ben Wilson he made a really good save didn't he um yeah. Before you know, let's be honest. The the goal that we conceded was bumbled in a little bit. It's one of them. Um, but it, down our end, he made a really good save, um, which I thought, yeah, was good that he kept that out. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Now this wouldn't be a Coventry City podcast if we didn't speak about the events off the pitch. Uh, it seems like a, a lot has happened, Dave, hasn't it, over the last 28 days? I've got down notes here of three areas we're going to sort of concentrate our thoughts and, and chat about. So we've got the stadium, obviously the merchandise issue, and, and obviously the, the alluding takeover that's overriding the club at the moment. Um, should we start with the stadium? Because that seems to be the, yeah. the, big, the, big, the big thing at the moment. Obviously now owned by, 
Mike Ashley's Fraser's group, and we've we've been evicted, <laughs> which is just a, an absolute batshit thing to to even say. Um, what it was? What's your thoughts on the situation? I don't know. Really, we could all be down Memorial Park next Saturday. It's I I, I mean. We haven't actually got. We actually know we're playing at the CBS on Saturday officially. Yeah, because um, it was evicted with immediate no, like immediate yeah, effect. Could play the it? youth game there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's mental. I, 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 I think there's lots of people at fault. I could definitely see that there's some fault and blame on the owners' side of things. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like I've is not. That in, is that in relation to the, obviously that agreement that has come out to say that? Yeah, you know, just maybe a bit of like either again trying to sort of move around what you know, you know, the car that's steaming in front of towards you, and just yeah. trying to move around it rather than you know just Take sort of on. yeah, Not exactly. Face, yeah. Um, so there could be a bit of that. It, you, you know, without the details, it's hard to say, but I think. What I've got to say is the council are just an absolute disgrace. Yeah. Like, I don't think, ever I since don't think we left... has been made of that. Of the no, it hasn't. It hasn't. And in all of this. No, and, and ever since we left Highfield Road, we've had issues around that. Now, the issues around the council was because we couldn't knock down some, you know, gas canisters or whatever it was to start off with to even build the the place yeah. um and then now i just it just seems mad that it's that, like they're holding a 25 year grudge for not knocking those down it's it's just it's it's incredible it's just quite incredible really that yeah okay i get it it's a business asset um and that someone's come in and purchased it and they're going to use it but i just i don't understand how there's not just I don't know. I just don't get how there's not some sort of rules around the fact that it is built as a bloody sports stadium for Coventry City Football Club. And that would be the one legal binding thing for anyone that that, that club has to play yeah, in that ground. ground. Like, I don't a care. White elephant otherwise, doesn't it? It's because it just doesn't get used for anything else because yeah. it's, not, it's too cold for, you know, let's say five Little years mix. a year to, yeah, to use it as a, a concert venue. So that's not going to get used from say November to to April. And but then... but even just the fact that when you think about if you like teleport yourself back in time to when this new ground was getting built and we had all the webcams live on the, 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 the like when it was getting bulldozed and stuff. I'm still waiting for the sliding pitch, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you go back to that and you just think how how the hell have we got here like how how has that happened yeah it's it's absolutely incredible and you can probably hear it in my voice I, I it's just it's laughable that if you didn't laugh you would cry because it is just literally the most ridiculous of situations and i just can't believe that the council haven't done something more to just secure the future of sport in that arena whether that be wasps or coventry or whatever but just it seems like there had to be some sort of clause in that place to say this is used as Coventry City's football ground. Exactly. Regardless and then of what deal is Exactly. Is and then the deal after that becomes, you know, I don't know, a contract that needs to be thrashed out. Now that's apparently what's happened. Um 
But not, I don't think CC was ever going to sign the contract with it. It doesn't yeah. matter what it was. You're not going to... Like, if I was in CC's, um CC's hands here, I would not sign an agreement before the Fraser's group has officially got ownership of the... Well, that's the other thing. mad thing, isn't it? It's absolutely why, why crazy. Do do that? So I'd buy a house. Country. I'd buy a house off someone. And I asked the tenants of that house before I buy it to sign a new agreement. And the new agreement is that there's not going to be any fridge, freezer, appliances or anything like that, right? What are the tenants going to say to me? Piss off. It's <laughs> <laughs> as simple as that, isn't it? Especially if you're going for... See, so we're actually in play to buy the buy the stadium. Not going to go, yeah. oh, okay, we'll agree to, to pay X amount if Mike Ashley gets it, but also actually we're going to try and buy it ourselves. And this now is obvious, it seems, why that happened, right? We now know why the £25 million bid was on the table because this was it. But basically, I think that's the only thing I would say is that the outmanoeuvring has been that this agreement has been put in place before they even all met in, in court for the administration. And they were hoping on the day that the judge was going to go around and just turn around and go... You know what? Happy thanks days. That, thanks for that 1.2 million you put up front. That kept everyone's job for a little bit. But yeah, we need to take the highest the highest bid. But yeah. that's what I said to you on that Twitter space we did when it was announced. The judge has got to has got to play a part and getting the best for but the best the, I think it was the, the best deal because I, I don't think the proof of funds were there, were because they? They left it too late. Well, yeah. Well, there's, that's 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 the other thing. But that's because they probably had to scrap around and find someone with 25 million team. <laughs> well, they got it. It's, it's Dougie King. <laughs> yeah, but... we still absolutely don't know anything about Mr. King at this point, which is is something we'll talk about in in the sort of the takeover section of of the events off the pitch. But um, but it is mental, isn't it? We talk we talk about like I don't, I don't think anyone at home is going to be enlightened by what we've just discuss because it's just a bit of a rant around but it, it it is just really an incredible situation i tried to explain it to someone at work and in the oh, end no, i just said yeah. let's go to lunch like yeah, i'll buy it <laughs> i don't want to talk about this anymore whatever you want i'll buy it yeah it's uh, it is mental one one thing i do want to say though is that obviously it's it's been alluded that the fraser's group is going to give us the same deal until the end of the season but then after that the terms need to be renegotiated. Now, one of the things that's really pushed us on over the last 18 months is the terms of the deal that we got with Wasps, with ACL, that really helped solidify the income. Now, yeah. to say that these terms is probably going to make us worse off, if if you're honest. Mike Ashley is a shrewd businessman. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. We can't take that away from him. He's going to put... Are you saying Wasps didn't know what they're doing? Yes, correct. That is exactly what I'm saying. Now we've got a different situation. The kind of the, like the shoes on the other foot, really, isn't it? Because we try to starve ACL wasps of, of income. That yeah. happened. Yeah. Obviously, that played out into where we are now. But the shoe is now on the other foot with Mike Ashley. Although sadly and frustratingly, they had the last laugh with the food and beverage, didn't they? In what it's, way? Well, they've not stumped up four hundred and fifty oh. odd. Well, yeah, obviously we we have lost lost out on on that. So that's that's more income that we're not going to have towards potential transfer kitty in in January. So mm-hmm. you know all these little things sort of add up, and the bigger picture is that 
I think we are in a worse position now than we were two years ago when we were at mm. St. Andrews personally. I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? Financially, I think we are. Um, because we don't know the Doug King situation. I know he says he's going to get rid of the debt, but he's just going to, that debt's just going to be awful. It's got to go somewhere. It's just going to be offloaded somewhere. Well, debt aside, you know, that's the debt aside, but we do know from looking at the Coventry City accounts that there is, you know, debts in the terms of loans, basically, um, and interest that was payable on on those from, from what I could see. Um, that, that aside, I think the big issue that we've had this season with the you know the commonwealth game pitch debacle and 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 all sorts is we've not had cash flow yeah um and and that is probably you know the biggest problem to any business um so uh, who knows the the issues that has been caused by this world cup um you know and on ongoingly having that with with sort of cash flow we know a lot of the you know, food and beverage and stuff was withheld anyway for for periods of time. But th- there would have been steady in. Oh, I don't know. Way. I don't. I don't know how many much you make from shirts and stuff. But you know, I, I mean, just say to talk generally match flows, Yeah, the merchandise situation that we have. That's that's a, that's a big big problem, isn't it? As well. Yeah, I mean, sell sell stuff at the you know the biggest bi- biggest and busiest time of the year. Yeah, it's presence. You know, awful. It's going to be a lack of revenue, isn't it? The Shocking. Club. Yeah. So I do think that we've got a bit of a problem with cash flow. Um, I don't know. Look, you just you just don't know. All 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 is there's a lot relying on Doug King. <laughs> that's that's, that's the fact. You know, and hopefully, you, you just hope in the next I don't know couple of weeks that stuff starts to happen before January. You'd hope before Christmas we would have... I think it's going to happen this week, Dave. Well, hopefully. It has but... to, because otherwise we're not going to be able to play our home game on Saturday. I think that, that deal is reliant on Doug King being given ownership. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, th- I don't think Seats are going to agree to the deal. No. For the rest of the season, they're going to want a longer-term deal, just in case the ratification from the EFL doesn't come through for, for Doug King. Yeah. And yeah. obviously we've got Billy Bullshitter, William Story in the mix as well. <laughs> I, d- I don't know about, I don't really want to talk. I don't even know. I, I've i literally, I don't know anything about that guy. Uh, I honestly have no idea who he is. I've not really looked into it. I'm not bothered because I've been so focused on, on factually that the club has put out that Doug King is the new owner um, and majority shareholder. And that's kind of where I've focused my energies, I guess. Yeah, that is true. Uh, talk about kits, though. I've yeah. got enough kits to, to last the actual season for the first team, never mind people buying them. Well, we certainly haven't gotten a medium in the away uh, <laughs> purple kit because that seems like that, for me, is going to be uh, lost to history, I think. I don't think I'm going to... I've, I've gone into the shop, I sound like a right teenager, but I have been in a few times to try and pick up one of those because I think they're going to be, you know, retros in, in, in years and years to come. Um, and they haven't got any. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, I think, um, Are we going to be Marshy, Marshy's going to be working overtime on the old uh, washing machines, <laughs> mate. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I hope his, uh, his home tech lessons are <laughs> going to come in handy with his, with the sewing machine. I hope he's got 
some really good skills on there. Are we going to be at a stage where players are going to be holding up sides saying, can I have your shirt, please? <laughs> Never mind the fans holding it up. That would be a sight for, for sore eyes, wouldn't it? That'd be absolutely mental if that if that happens. But it's just it's just it's just wild. The whole situation. But that's what it would be. Instead of the you know, when they used to have the buckets outside and donate, they yeah. just you just have to put your shirt in there. Put your shirts in. We might end up playing in like the nineteen ninety seven pony kit if <laughs> That'd be great. Maybe it's a rogue Sunday League team has still got, you know, a, as a, we a speak, Marshy is on eBay seeing if he can get together eleven Peugeot. Flying over to China and DH gate HG to try and get what he can. Yeah, is this the finally the inroads for is it FMC online or whatever it was? Yeah. No, this is finally the, this, the, this is the big breakthrough that they're waiting for. Take your account off private because the Sky Blues <laughs> want to go into your DMs. Yeah, it's 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 such a s- silly situation. And obviously, another part of the bad situation is that you know Dave Body alluded to the Hummel deal collapsing, which is going to be really sad news because we're going to end up playing in Nike shopping bags again. Oh, yeah, Jesus. it is. Although you know the the point to make with this, you know. It was nice while it lasted, wasn't it? But but in all honesty, kits have got to be a commercial revenue for the football club. And I think a big part of what you're saying around, you know, why have we always say, why don't they order more shirts or why didn't they do do this? Because they seem to sell out. They we'd think they'd know about those numbers, but I think it's more again this cash flow that they have. We don't purchase the stock up front as well no in comparison to other clubs yeah people are saying oh why why is southampton or wherever they're talking about why have they got no issues with selling stuff at christmas it's because they've bought the stock the stock yeah. is theirs to own yeah what we do is use it in a middleman effectively to oh so basically it's just like royalties that we get then uh, yeah 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 when you purchase oh. the top you purchase it from elite sports group and then we get a percentage of that yeah it's Whereas awful other clubs buy the stock and then you know, that's just a different way of, of doing the sums, but it's their own stock. They own it. And that's why we've got to can it because Elite obviously front a lot of the kit stuff and that, I guess, yeah. from a, on a sort of contract basis. And now we can't go direct to Hummel because ultimately, because we can't do it up front is what, what we're saying. That's likely the reason why. Yeah. And there's going to be, again, a lot of issues with cash flow in, in regards yeah. to that. It's going to cost yeah. a lot more money to go to Hummel directly. Purchase, yeah, purchase X amount of stock, yeah, which we can't afford anyway to do. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got Brexit with the import fees and all that sort of stuff. It all adds up. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean about yeah, they were great, best kits, you know, for a long, long time. Really, when you think about what the lads were running around in, you know, your Jordan Willis's and stuff. There's just there was some absolute states. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's got to make commercial sense for the club, hasn't it? And ultimately, do, yeah. the kit is is one of the biggest revenue drivers. Um, but it's no good if we can't put the heating on because we spent all our money on shirts waiting for people to buy them for Christmas. So it's it you know, is that. Mike Ashley might do a job lot on a, a load of cheap Lonsdale stuff for us. We were the first club in the UK to be sponsored by Lonsdale. Ah, oh, I mean, yeah. Who knows what what will go to? I think it will be templates. It's got to be really. It's got to be someone that can afford to allow us to have a, you know, that sort of, Bit of related to contract. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. doesn't really bear 
thinking about what we're going to get because it just seems like Hummel sort of got it, didn't they? And they 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 had people that worked with with body and the team to they gave them a concept and they they came came back um with with lots of different ideas i don't think you're going to get you're not big enough to get that from from maybe some of the other manufacturers like your nikes and your adidas's yeah. and, you and stuff like that team to get to get that sort of personal mm. personalization shall we say for so it's a shame it is a massive shame but at the same time whatever we do next has got to make commercial sense and if that's a bit of a left field brand with good royalties um and they can work together to create something that has been created similar that Hummel have done you know you know unique they there's there's lots of options to go for the you know the the, the brown tram lines there's there's loads of options still that if they do it properly I mean will still oh, sell Kovsep guy on Twitter Oh, I was going to say, yeah, they should. But you know, there's there's lots of ways to make some some kits look look decent. They might just have to go with a company that are a bit more left field, um, and they'll probably get better commercial terms, to be honest, because it might be one of their bigger clients. Who knows? A, a Joma or someone like that. Well, yeah, yeah. New Balance. Yeah, That'd be nice. As long as it's not Kit at that we. I was had. about to say, I saw a guy with a really old school, massive Kit at jacket the other day. And I yeah. was like, God, we might have to go back to those guys on Fozel Road and get and get those uh get get the, the kit out back out the the draw the drawing board. We left Highfield Road in that shirt. It's a shocker. Yeah, it's awful. The, I, I just remember the, the material was like some weird silky oh it's awful. It doesn't bear thinking about. Um okay, Dave, what would you say your dream scenario would be then this week for the bigger picture? the game is on on saturday okay yeah there is that but in regards to like maybe say like the takeover you want to see the dog king deal ratified chat with mike ashley the fraser's group get a long-term deal in place is that is that something you would like to see yeah i don't i don't know it's it's i, I again i was talking like i said when i was talking to someone at, at work about this the the only way i could liken it to was like cov city is like gotham city and it's just, it's just all these baddies circling around. The Arkham Asylum is about to. And it's like, you just, yeah, you just need, you just hope Doug King's Batman as well. <laughs> who's his Robin? But uh, maybe that it, guy, who's that guy in the picture that we saw on? on maybe that's Robin. From now on, that guy is going to be called Robin. Yeah, looks a bit big, no, Robin. But no one knows who he is. He looks great but, in spandex. I've heard. Who who really knows? I think one one thing is clear is that there's there's obviously some outside influence. Let's be honest; it feels like Gary Hoffman's probably having some influences somewhere, um, as he's got name and rights to the to the ground with CBS. I don't know. It feels like there could be you know um, something there. I don't know. There's a lot of talk and a lot of speculation. Do I think Mike Ashley ultimately wants to own Coventry City Football Club? No, not really. No. Wow. This is the guy who's gone after three football clubs since Newcastle. And he's now in a real good situation in regards to this football club owning the ground. Maybe, well, maybe maybe that is the end goal, but I just, this just seems a really bad way of going about it. 
Does it not? It, it It is, because I think a lot of the fans now are pissed off with the situation when they see the words, we are being evicted. <laughs> Mike Ashley B is the man swinging the hammer. Then they're going to, then we are going to be pissed off with him. But that's what I mean. That's, that's why I kind of, that's why I've probably almost took a back step and gone, well, maybe he's not in it for, I don't know, but I just, I don't know what the the allure is with Coventry for him, other than I know there's talk about this like antsy plant and stuff and, you know, whatever. Like He's bringing his phrases HQ to Coventry, isn't he? Yeah. That's his, that's his ultimate aim. And if he can get everything in and around the stadium, the football club, then it makes it a, a very nice proposition in the future. Now, for, for me personally, I don't, I I wouldn't mind Mike Ashley owning the football club. If that's the end game, I'm I'm absolutely happy with that. I'd rather see the club. But what what altogether. what what I yeah the, okay. What I can what I'm concerned about is what has to play out. Yeah, well, how do we for get us to, to that? get to get to that point? Yeah, because Sisu won't go down Quite, lying yeah. or fighting, will they? Yeah. And he isn't going to come in and go. Oh, there's you know forty million, yeah. sixty million, or whatever for a club that's you know mid-table in the championship that doesn't own their own ground that he now owns. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I just I I do worry really where where we've got to get to if that is the end goal. Yeah, is it two steps backwards before we go forwards? Which we've 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 been there, we've done that. I don't think I want to go on that journey again. No, and I I think certainly Mark we, Robbins Mark Robbins wouldn't be along for that ride. No, definitely not. No, hundred percent. Yeah, it's um, it's a or or, or a lot of these a lot of these current players really, because that's another thing. Yeah, because if it, let's be honest, if if this eviction is, then EFL come in, and then it's well, it's it's by the skin of your teeth to stay up this season or next. That's the that is the grim reality of it, isn't it? There's yeah. going to be points deductions if 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 we can't play football in a ground. There's going to be points deductions. So I, I did, I'm really can I'm not really trying to think about it to be honest because I just it's concerning don't, though, isn't it? it it's regard. really concerning. It's really really concerning because you know, or I, I I it's just a I don't know if that's if that's what if Mike Ashley wants to to get the football club. We're we're in we're in a really bad place because he'll get it however he has to if because you know that's he's a businessman like let's be honest he he's got to where he is but probably being quite pig-headed to be honest yeah so that from that point to get to there I don't know so it's my a bumpy, my it's a bumpy road isn't it my ultimate is is that Doug King just writes out a blank check for Mike Ashley. He goes, well, this wasn't the right thing. And at some point, Doug King takes over. He has actually got the money he's talked about. You know, we get to the premiership and then Mike Ashley goes, here's your ground back or, you know, or or something else. I think it'll just be the reverse. I think Ashley will slowly but surely chip away at Doug King because he'll he'll go to Sisu, buy that 15% and then he'll keep going to Doug. Well, Doug, here's another 5 million. (laughs) Is it over ten million? Slowly but surely, he worms his way into becomes till he becomes the majority, and then buys him out completely. But to get to that point is going to be a hell of a bumpy road, because Doug King will then look at see, see the light at the end of the tunnel and stop investing in the club, probably. 
because he want to get a bigger return from Ashley. So it's it's oh it's it's incredible situation, but it's never easy. Isn't I suppose it? I suppose he is. You know, the only thing for for Doug King right is is he does what every other club has done and it's not worked out. Um, and I'm I'm a I appreciate that we're now probably rambling on, um, but if he if he maybe he's just going shit or bust. Maybe this is a one big gamble for him, and if he yeah. gets the Premiership, it's it's big time money, big time money, huge. And then and then it doesn't even matter because what he's invested is a snippet of what he gets. What is it? Hundred and something million, hundred twenty million. If you go up, just and then up automatically, and then if you come back down, it's you know north of three hundred million on parachutes over yeah five to whatever years it is now. Exactly. So let's be honest. Maybe that is it, and and the other clubs that have tried to do that, like I think Derby, probably yeah. with back in the Lampard days, probably yeah. um, QPR way back, way, way back when when they had um, the guy from the Formula One and 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 that lot. Um, Team Force India. Yeah, I don't know. Even further back than that, wasn't it? Now. Wasn't it? Um, Briatori or something like that. The, oh, the Italian fellow. Yeah, yeah. Way, way back. I'm going way back. They really threw money. You know, when they were paying, like, Sean Wright Phillips, like, absolute bucket loads. Yeah, Sheffield United done it as well. Yeah. A lot of clubs have got that template of throwing money at it. Yeah. But a lot of clubs have, have failed doing that too. So well. That's the gamble, isn't it? Exactly. But but maybe that is, maybe that's what you're seeing, you know. We, I don't know. We've been knocking on the door for a while. The club is is the only way up. Let's be honest. For a Premiership prospect, we've got to be the cheapest proposition around, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, Millwall, perhaps. Yeah. Millwall, then, perhaps. But then you're not getting a great stadium for that, are you? And you're getting what you get with Millwall, which is just trouble. <laughs> <laughs> a bad press. But but maybe that is maybe Doug King's. You know, he's an, he's an invest. He's an investor. He's he's you know that's. Basically, maybe he's just gone. You know, I'll have a, I'll have a go. I think once the ratification comes from the EFL, we'll, we'll start to learn more, and he'll be a bit more open. I think he's actually playing a blinder, if I'm honest, looking at the moment, keeping in sort of in the shadows, just let everything happen. And once it happens, then you know he can come out and tell us, tell us what what we want to know at that point. In the in the brand new Hummel kit, just <laughs> parading it. You thought they just were appears like out of the out of the thing, like stars in your eyes, all the smokes up, and will Matthew Kelly be there? <laughs> <laughs> moving on, moving on. Yeah, let's uh, let's get to talking back to on the pitch. Uh, obviously, Swansea hopefully at the CBS Arena on Saturday. Swansea currently lying in tenth place, two points ahead of the Sky Blues. They also lost in their comeback game, one nil to Norwich on Saturday and they're also winless in their last six. Now we know Swansea are very much a, a possession-based team, Dave. They try and pass you off the park which should make for a high-quality game with, with two teams playing the same way. Yeah, we often do well against teams that come and play football um, as opposed to those that time waste from 45 minutes onwards. Um, <laughs> but... Four and a half minutes onwards to be alluding to the Reading game. Yeah. With that guy um, down. Also, can I just go back? That's absolutely ludicrous how they let that guy back on the pitch with a head injury. I mean, what are they playing at? I don't know. I wasn't concentrating on that. I didn't even... You know, I think to, Jumping up and down, trying to keep warm. Yeah. Um, 
I think, yeah, I think Swansea, yeah, they, they try and play football. Um, and I think that will mean that we can actually, you know, actually try and get down and play our football and have a good go at them. I, I'm not sure. I've not really seen much of them this season. And like you say, winless in the last six. Um, yeah, they're obviously there for, I, I thought we looked all right on, on Saturday for, for how t- much time we'd had off. I thought we looked and passed the ball. We just looked like we f- sort of run out of ideas in the final third, yeah. which we've always kind of done to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think Saturday at home, I think um, we can probably take what we, we did on Saturday and, and inc- increase it again. They also give, they're also a team that sort of give you opportunities as well. Yeah. Time on the ball. Yeah, so you can start to you know get get it ticking and and hopefully an opportunity will will arise. Um, it's also a team we haven't got a great record against. I'm just looking at the last six fixtures: three one loss, two one loss, one nil loss, a draw, one nil loss, two one loss. It's in the last six dating back to 2010. So yeah, the the omens are not good versus Swansea, but I like to think we're a different team now. I don't I don't look at those records really anymore. Yeah, and go. Or you know we we got bad luck against this team. I I always think now we can you know be a match for for any other opposition regardless of our our recent history against them. No, I agree. I think um, you know the football that we play now compared to 2010 is 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 you know very very much different. Um, and I also think the atmosphere at, at home it helps you know helps with with the players on the pitch, and that has changed massively, hasn't it, since back then. Um, that 2010 team. Can you can you just name any of them? Can you give me a clue? Because I'm literally Irish goalkeeper. Probably one of the best goalkeepers we've had out. All right, so Westwood. So Westwood. then you'd have. Would you have? Um, so who's in charge? Dowie, maybe. I would assume so. Looking at some of the names, Dowie uh, or Coleman, maybe. Col- yeah. Col- so you'd have maybe. Elliot. Elliot Ward would be in there. Elliot Ward, no. No, Elliot Ward. Right. That's good. This is going well. <laughs> Should I just name them? Because we could be here all night. So we've got Ben Turner, Jordan Clark, uh, the two Richards, Richard Keogh, Richard Wood, uh, Aaron Gunnarsson, Danny Ward, Lee Carsley, Lucas Jukovic, Shami Klingon, Clive Platt. So as you said, and as you alluded to, we definitely do play a lot different to how we played with, with Clive Platt up front. That's for yeah. Sure. Yeah, oh fair. And what about Swansea, Dean? Is there anyone that we should be worried about at all? Yeah, for me, I think they've got the best midfield in the championship in Matt Grimes. Terrific player. One player that I would absolutely love to have in our team. Uh, his passing stats are off the charts. He's a battler. He's got great, great feet as well. Um, can pick a pass. Just an all-round brilliant player. One I'm very, very surprised at. A Premier League team hasn't really taken a chance on. I suspect it's probably down to his injury record re- over the the last few years. So uh, maybe that's the reason why he's still in this Swansea team. And obviously, two of the two of the big big names in in up front for for Swansea as well, and Joel Perot and, and Michael Obafemi, who hasn't quite hit the heights this year so far after joining from from Southampton in the summer. So. Um, It'd be interesting to see how we cope with with both of those, and obviously the inevitable um, Jamie Patterson, who has struggled for fitness this year, but he's looked like he uh, he's coming back to full fitness as well. He played on Saturday, so stick him down for any time goal scorer on your on your bet. That's for sure for with with him. 
he loves scoring against us, doesn't he? Mm. Expectations, Dave, for this one. I I kind of feel like this is one we can go in with a lot of confidence. As you say, we play really good football, play better against teams that play football. Uh, and I'd like to think we come out of here with, with all three points. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be a tight game. I think um I think one nil for me would be my um score prediction. Um and I think it'll be Jokeres that will big get Vic. the goal. Back in amongst it. Yeah, big Vic. But I think um yeah, I think it's gonna be a bit of a tough game, but I do think it's gonna be a a, a good game as well. You know, I think that both teams are gonna play football. Looking forward to it. Trains are absolutely stinking. I was about so... to say, are you going? Yeah, luckily I've got myself a season ticket in the old red Ford Fiesta of, <laughs> of, of Mr. Kaplan. Yeah, so <laughs> they would all be squeezed squeezed in that. Um, you look like the in-betweeners, you look. In that yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, we will we'll be going. Um, so All set for another bitterly cold day. And hopefully this ground will have some hot food and hot water, unlike Reading did at various points during the... Game, you just which... don't know whether to part with cash because you don't know who's going to get the money afterwards. That's it. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Maybe there. Maybe there will be no food and no drink. Who knows? That's well, another situation. That's like, what's going on there? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It, interesting. It, intriguing. Uh, I mean, we might just all turn up on Saturday, and there's still been no official announcement by the club, and we'll just be all kicking around outside, <laughs> thinking. Bring a Fermo flask. That's what I would say. Yeah, I will. Absolutely. Right, Dave, pleasure as always. Great to have you back. A big thank you to the Sky Blues Tavern for their continued support. And to you, the listeners, a big thank you to you as well. If you have anything you want us to bring up on the pod next week, just let us know using the hashtag SBE podcast and we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.